Starting and running a business is hard, but you don't have to do it alone. Whether you're an established business owner or thinking about starting a side hustle to earn extra income, I am here to teach you how to show up as your unfiltered self, level up your business, and thrive as a mompreneur. Let's embrace the chaos and start enjoying the journey together. I'm Amy Tra, and you're listening to the Motivated Mompreneur Podcast. Welcome back into the Motivated Mompreneur Podcast. I am joined by a very special guest completely on the other side of the world, and I am so excited for this conversation today. When I saw this topic, I'm like, my listeners need to hear this. I think we all need to hear this. And it's how to stop being your own worst boss and design a business and life that you love. Because here's the thing, we are meant to live our lives. We can design a business the way we want it to be run any way, whatever way that looks like. So with that being said, Sarah, welcome into the podcast. Thanks for having me, Amy. So excited to be here. I am the future even. Yes, yes. I know that's what we were saying. There's such a time difference. Like she's in the future, I'm in the past. But this just shows you the power of the internet, social media, the world around us. Use these things as resources and connect because the, the possibilities are endless in this world. So Sarah, tell us more about yourself, who you are, what you do, who you serve. Awesome. So it's so funny when you say in this world, the internet possibilities are endless. I started in business uh, 16 years ago, maybe even a little bit longer. And so, yes, the internet was around. Yes, social media was just getting started. I had this journey of that tech expansion since we started. So um, I grew up around business. I was um, really lucky to grow up in a very entrepreneurial family uh, and then did my OE as New Zealanders do because we're stuck at the bottom of New Zealand, go off and go traveling uh, and ended up picking up my husband uh, in Thailand, off a beach in Thailand. He's English, who was also uh, hanging out there. Uh, and we ran a small kayaking business there before we came back to New Zealand and started in our tourism business. So we've been doing um, our overnight cruise here in the Bay of Islands for coming up 16 years. And along the way, we bought some other businesses uh, and it got bigger and bigger and we bought The Rock during the GFC. And so we worked very, very hard because that was the way that you stayed afloat back then. And we did, we stayed afloat. We paid back a quarter of a million dollars of debt in that time period. And then it became a habit. Uh, so then I worked and I worked and I worked and I was slightly addicted to working 60 to 100 hours a week and we acquired more businesses and it just got worse and worse. And over that time we got married and we got a house and we had a child and I was still working those crazy hours uh, until basically my husband and my daughter put their respective feet down at different times and changed the way that I worked. And I always thought it was a Sarah problem. I was like, yeah, you know, this was just a Sarah's got a problem with overworking. Um, turns out that the process I went through was actually really valuable to other women. And so they, uh, when I finally got myself out of it, people were like, oh, how did you do that? And I was like, oh, I did this. And it turns out it's a woman in business problem, not a Sarah problem. And so now I help female business owners get back a day a week guilt-free from their businesses uh, with a view to them building the life and the business they love. Oh my gosh, that is incredible because yes, so many of us have at one point in our lives, if not still are addicted to work. We mm. don't know how to sit still. We don't know how to embrace life. We have no boundaries in life. 
And it really is detrimental to every single aspect of our life. You know, we, I think we were conditioned to think the harder you work, the bigger the reward. What's your take on that? Oh, absolutely. I, um, I can't speak for America, but certainly in New Zealand and Australia, we have this hard work equals success, right? So I grew up on a, a big farm, uh, eldest of four girls, and hard work equals success. If you work hard at school, you can go to university. If you work hard at university, you can get a great job. Um, traditionally, it would be so that you can, you know, buy a house and you know, work and pay it off until you retire. Uh, in our house, it was always about running a business. Um, so if you work hard in your business, you'll get success in your business. And I and I had that modeled for me by my parents as well. Um, so yeah, hard work equals success. And I think in our heads, we translate hard work to a lot of work equals success. Yeah. And I think that's where we go wrong. I think we think, oh, if I do more, it will be better. I'm like, well, what what says that well, who says that it has to be hard for it to be amazing like who says like why is that a rule why can't we do this with ease why can't we do this with flow why can't this be fun um and so yeah we're absolutely conditioned you're conditioned on it at school you know work hard get a good result put lots of study in get a good work get a good result learn more get a good result I think it's you yeah. know it's all the way through families and schooling the whole lot Yes, yes. But what I love is that, yes, we've we've gone through life checking these boxes, doing these things, and you are here to show us that it is possible. It doesn't have to be that way. You don't have to be your own worst boss. You know, if you take a step back and look at how you're living your life, like a lot of us are like the worst boss ever to ourselves. So how do you even go about changing that relationship and stopping these, these patterns that we've been stuck in for so long? Yeah, for me, it, it doesn't even start with our business. I think fundamentally, very few of us have stopped to go, what do I want my life to look like? So we decided we were going to get out into business. So I'm, like, I'm not going to work for the man anymore. I want more autonomy. I want to do my own thing. I want to do it on my own hours, with my own amount of money doing the things that I love. Uh, and then they get out into business and they just do what the last business was doing. They just do a slightly different version of it. Like maybe it's okay for them to like skip out in the afternoon and see the kids, you know, but fundamentally they do exactly the same thing. And so I say stop all of that rubbish and go, what do I want my life to look like so that I can build a business that serves that? So I get really, really clear with my clients on, what do you want your life to look like 10 years from now? What do you want your relationship to look like with your children 10 years now from now? If you've got an intimate partner, what do you want that relationship to look like 10 years from now? Because you and I both know, Amy, like that takes work. Well, you actually have to spend some time on those things to deliberately cultivate a relationship. Uh, at what do you want your health and wellness to look like? How do you want to feel 10 years from now? And then from there, we can go, okay, so then based on all of that, what does my business need to look like in order to serve that? Oh, I love that because getting crystal clear on that, that is the game changer. Yes, not just looking at business, but looking at life. What do you want your life to look like? Because I think we forget, we get to decide. Yeah. Oh, that's the big one. I think we give away our power by not choosing, by not deciding. 
And you hear it all the time in the language that we use. So you'll hear women in business go, oh, but Sarah, you don't understand. I have to. Mm -hmm. Or you don't understand. I don't have a choice. Well, fundamentally, that's our superpower as a human, right? We weren't born a tree, which doesn't get a choice. It has to stay there. You and I get a choice. Like we can, if I don't like it, I can move. I can leave. I can change things. And so forgetting your power to choose is something that I see women do all the time. And you have the power to choose you just have to stop, push pause, and actually spend some time thinking about what it is you want, because a great future tomorrow is created today, small changes today. Oh, that is uh, just so spot on. And yeah, we have the choice. And it's not easy to come to terms with the fact that, you know what, every yes is a choice. Every no is a choice. It is all a choice. There are so few circumstances. Yes, external events happen, but we still have the choice of how we, we respond to those. Yeah. And I think um, with the, you know, we have the opportunity to say yes. And I would actually say more powerfully, every yes you say is a no to something else. In yes. fact, for most of the women listening to this, uh, it's probably a no to two something else's because you're already doing too much. You're already overcommitted. You're already taking on more of the second shift at home and all the free work that gets done in our societies than someone else. So if you're saying yes to something, you have to say no to probably two or three other things. And you need to get really good at those no's to make space for the things you want to say yes to. Yeah. Yeah. That, I love that. And do you find... How do you navigate that? Do you place boundaries or what really has allowed you to shape your, your life and your business, designing that business around your life instead of letting the business kind of be the center of the universe? Yeah, it's about getting some really good decision filters for your life. And for me, it's also about making sure that everybody understands that each life will be different. So what I'm trying nice. to create and what you're trying to create, Amy, are two really different things. And so for me, um, we use something, you know, what matters most to you? Your, what are your highest life priorities for this chapter? And I talk about that a lot, uh, that uh, the chapter of Sarah, who was 25, who first got into business, is different from the, the chapter of Sarah at 35, who had a four-year-old child. And when I'm 45, it'll be a different chapter again, right? So yeah. what does that look like for you? And so I'm like, what's the chapter of life that you're in? And in that chapter, what are the things that matter most to you? And then of those things, what do we want them to look like at the end of that chapter so that we can do the work today? So for me, it's a set of decision filters that say, in each area of these lives, I have a very clear vision uh, because I used to get a bit, like my chest would get tight, my throat would get close, people go, what's your life's mission? I'm like, oh, there's so much going on, I wear so many hats, you're freaking me out, versus now I go, well, I know what my mission is as a mother, you know, I'm, I'm raising her to be a vibrant expression of herself and a fully functioning adult human you know I know what my mission is as a wife with my husband I know what my mission is as a business owner I know what my mission is to look after this vessel because I only get one and I to be a great wife and a great mom and a great businesswoman I have to treat this like an elite athlete treats it right so I need to create those filters for me and so we create those for everyone so what are your boundaries and then everything outside those boundaries are a no yeah. you're like but Sarah 
what about all the fun stuff? I'm like, well, that fills me up. Or maybe that's something we do collectively as a family. You know, we go to music festivals. My husband and I love comedy. Uh, we love, we all love live music. Just been to Ed Sheeran with Scarlet, which was so much fun. Um, so we all love those things. We still do fun, but it fits in those categories. And I say no to everything else. So boundaries became really easy and it kind of, inside those categories, you know, there's lots of things that move you towards the ideal life. And so I had to have another set of framework and this one was the hell yeah or no. So if mm -hmm. I don't, when you ask me to do something, I'm like, oh, is that like a, oh yeah, that's going to be amazing. Or is it like a, mm -hmm. yeah, I could do it. I can fit it in. And, and those, and that's really helped me to get to a space where my life's spacious rather than I just feel like I'm running on that hamster wheel from one thing to the next. So there's that um, would probably be the first thing I did. And then the second thing was I have, a, I have things I need to do, but more importantly than a to-do list, because I'm not a massive fan of those, is here's the list of things I don't do and I want to be adding to that all the time. Because I think you and I live in a world of women where like, we have to be superwoman. We have to be a great mom and a great baker so that these beautiful cakes and Pinterest-worthy birthday parties and house should be perfect all the time and dinner should be cooked and it should be, you know, we would say New Zealand cuisine magazine-worthy, like, you know, fancy food. I'm like, just, I can't. Like, I physically, that's physically impossible to do. And so here's a list of things I don't do. I, and it's quite long. <laughs> I love it, though, because knowing that, will make everything so much easier. I, I think so many times we do things out of guilt and oh. think we should do something, but you're right. There is no trophy at the end of it. There is, we do not have to be these mommy martyrs. And that's mm -hmm. what we're doing. We're like in this rat race with who and why, why are we doing this? But something that you said really, I think needs highlighted is choosing the priorities for this chapter, for this chapter of life, because the chapter that you're on now, like you said, your daughter, you're doing, you know, the Ed Sheeran concert, like that's amazing. You couldn't do that with her when she was an infant. That's probably frowned upon, you know, to take an infant to a concert, but just really having the priorities clear for this chapter and knowing that that's going to change and evolve as you evolve, as your children get older, as you go through life and business and all of the things. So I think that right there is something that we forget. We tend to really get into the comparison mode. Well, she's doing this. She's doing that. Who cares what she's doing? What do you want? Yeah, that's that ability to run your own race, right? Like, yes. you know, I can't compare my life to Amy's because, well, Amy's had different education and different family upbringing and different experience raising her children. Like, we all know that's like, you know, I've only had one, but I know from friends that have had more than one, you know, they don't come out the same, right? So the first parenting journey is different to the second parenting journey. And so to compare my experience and my journey in business to Amy's is crazy. We're all at different places in different locations and we bring different things to it and so I say to my clients you need to have some momentum in your business at your pace so my pace now can be faster than when Scarlett was two years old so and my pace before I had children and when I was younger was way faster mostly because I was overworking but also because it was just Johnny and I and we were both in our business together and we loved doing business together and so we could go very very fast 
versus now it's a slower pace and it's a lot more fun and it's a lot more spacious and it's a lot more focused on what else do we need to make this life great. Yes, yes, exactly. And make this life great and actually live it. Have the fun. Because you, I, I think I missed this before we hit record that you said you, know, you have 18 summers with your kids, like if you're lucky. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, seriously, like you think about that, that goes by the blink of an eye. I mean, I look back and I'm like, oh, okay. I've been out of high school longer than 18 years now. Like that wasn't that long, was it? You know, that can't be this many years. Yeah. And it's that perspective thing as well, right? Um, I think someone showed me that the, this time goes by, it's the same amount of time, but there's a pers perspective that changes. So you, from a perspective point of view, from zero to seven, you actually live a third of your life. That's what it feels like. It's very long. It's very slow, yeah. right? Like the car ride for 30 minutes takes forever versus like, once you're an adult, you're like 30 minutes. Well, we do that every day versus, and then, so that's one third. And then the second third is like seven to like 21 to 25 and then the and then 25 to when you die is the last third so you know how we say oh as you get older it goes by like this well for your children it's very expensive when they're in those early years and so we should take advantage of that and and be present and be part of that for them if that's high on your list of values now I'm not saying that you need to have a lot of time with your kids to be a great parent I'm just saying if that matters to you do that yes I love it I love it so as a working mom, do you still ever deal with overwhelm? Do you deal with mom guilt and all of those things? Uh, yeah, a lot less than I used to. I think it used to be a permanent state of affairs, that overwhelm and the mom guilt. Um, and I think what really helped me to let go of the mom guilt is I stopped deciding in my head what I thought Scarlett wanted and needed from me, and I started asking um birthday parties or birthdays was a really good example of this so in our house when I grew up mum would we would choose a cake from this Australian Women's Weekly cookbook um so now it would be Pinterest or Instagram wouldn't it but like back then it was a cookbook right. uh, and mum would make it for us and it was a surprise and we'd wake up in the morning of our birthday and amazing cake would be there and it would be amazing and so I emulated that for Scarlett and so I used to and I'm not a baker and I'm not super crafty so this is like one time a year where I get my craft on and I always find it incredibly stressful and I'm not very good at it and it always involves tears I have set the oven on fire like multiple times like it's not a cool experience for anyone involved particularly my husband who has to kind of nurture me through it um and when Scarlett was about four she's like oh but mama I want to decorate the cake and I was like no no oh my god so stressful no no I like I'm up at one o'clock in the morning icing the cake you can't do that and then when I stopped and went oh when she was a bit older I think she was six and I actually went well what does she want and she's like mum for my birthday I really want to help bake the cake and I said I was like ah oh, I'm doing this all wrong for her yeah like I was like oh my god I'm creating so much stress and she's not even interested in mum doing all of that for her she wants to make the whatever I think one year it was a underwater world and so she wanted to make a shark out of fondant and a you know, a whale out of front, there is zero chance that it will look like a whale if I do it. But she spent hours doing it with her dad and loved it. And I was like, okay, like I just took a whole job off my plate and she's happier. Right. So, so the only person that it matters to, whether you're a great parent, is the child you're raising. So when was the last time we asked them what they needed from us? 
Oh, Scarlett's like, oh, I want to play games night once a week. Okay. <laughs> like, that's easy. <laughs> you know, versus all the stuff we run around and try to do because that's what the looks good. No, not just not interested. Exactly, exactly. And by just asking our kids, that's what creates the, the fun of their childhood. That's what they're going to remember. She'll look back and be like, oh my gosh, wasn't that cool how I got to make my cakes, how I got to, you know, make the decision. That's empowering her too. You know, it doesn't, the next person's life, yes, run your own race because we don't need to compare it. Ask your kids, get involved. And that helps build those solid foundations and solid relationships. And it just helps us all thrive together. Yeah. And you know what? And the list is way shorter than the list you're creating. And I think it's the same in your marriage. Like yeah. what, what actually helps you to feel loved by me in this marriage? What actually looks like a great relationship for you? And the list is really short. Right. And so when we go, oh, that's the list of things I need to do. And everything else can be outsourced or not done. <laughs> Just <Yeah>. deleted. <laughs> Guys, I appreciate that you said that because so many times, even in our businesses, we think that we have to be doing it all. And we don't. You can delete so many tasks that are so trivial and mundane. And then anything else that doesn't require you start outsourcing it. I mean, that for me was a huge game changer when I took those tasks off of my plate. So much yeah. time opened up, so much stress just was lifted off of my back. I, we need to start working smarter, not harder. Yeah, we have a process called the Dad Matrix, which is named after my beautiful dad, uh, who was very good at deleting things systemizing and automating things and delegating them mostly to my mother so um and potentially some of the women in here have a dad in their household that does the same thing and so we say dad stands for delete automate delegate uh and every week you should pick something from your calendar to delete to automate and to delegate and it will be a game changer if you just did that every week your life would change and your business would change drastically yes absolutely i love it so so many juicy nuggets throughout this episode I Really start to implement what you have heard today. Try some of these things, even if it's just something like the dad method. Look at what you can delete, eliminate, delegate. Like It is possible to thrive as a mom running a business. Sarah is proof of it. I'm here too to show you how it can be done. You do not have to live in survival mode. Sarah, thank you so much for this amazing conversation. How can we get into your world? Oh, awesome. So if what Amy and I have been talking about today has really resonated with you, uh, then I've put together a few resources that I think will be useful. A copy of my ebook, uh, you know, some free trainings over in a community and also access to me on a, um, a game plan if that's useful to you because you're struggling with this. And that's all at sarahgreener.com backslash motivated. Amazing. And be sure to check out the show notes for a clickable link to that. Sarah, thank you again so much for taking time out of your schedule for this. My absolute pleasure. It's been a blast. Thanks, Amy. Yes, it really has. And until next time, stop dreaming and start taking messy action. You've got this. Are you loving what you're hearing? Do us a favor and hit that subscribe button so you don't miss an episode. 